I just want to invest in people that really want to be the best that they can be. Hello, everyone. This is Todd Screaman. We're doing a podcast for branch managers, and this is Robin Lavasser and Jim Reed. Thank you guys for joining us, both 20-year coaches, huge income earners, and the Mac daddies of the mortgage business, and we're here to have some fun and impart some knowledge. We are in a very hard, unique time in our industry. Um, I was, I, I've spoke to three different owners and lots of other loan reps and branch managers and smart people like Jim and Robin. I've been doing this 29, this is my 29th year. I've been through the mortgage meltdown. I went through the rate crisis in 95. Um, I went through some rough markets. This is by far the roughest I've ever seen. Um, it is very, it, in any industry, if you have a 10 or 20% decrease in sales, it's a total disaster. The mortgage industry, depending on which report you look at, is down around 50 to 60% this year. Now, that is from all-time highs, but it's still down that much from where it used to be. It's brutal. So there's a lot of things going on. There is what happened. What happened was, you know, the government lowered interest rates artificially by buying mortgage-backed securities for two years. Then they stopped. Rates went from 3% to over 6% in a matter of months. Uh, everyone had staffed up, doubled their staff in order to handle the massive volume. And now you don't need them. And this is very emotional. Now, at the same time, this is something that branch, branches don't always see. The value of what a mortgage loan is worth has gone down about 70 basis points. We call that price compression is what most people call it. So there's less, loans are worth less. The bond market's all screwed up, right? Your people are paying one, two, three, four points to get a loan. There's a lot of issues. And so it's kind of DEFCON one. Now, I don't say that to frighten you or make you bundle up in a ball. I'm saying it because it's reality and we have to live in reality. What's Tony Robbins say? The gift is don't see things worse than they are, but don't see things better than they are. So when we talk about right sizing, we're going to talk about some basic metrics that I want to be careful of these. Um, they can be overgeneralized, but and everyone's got a little bit different situation in the mortgage business. But um, I want Jim and Robin to talk about some different metrics. So give me, Jimmy, give me two or three, and then let's have Robin give us two or three, because I think when you have these conversations and you say a, a branch and they're closing 25 loans a month, what is what should their staffing look like? Because people know what their staffing looks like now. Yeah. But what should it look like? Well, yeah, to, to start off, honestly, um, I'm kind of sick of people talking about the previous two years, honestly. Yeah. Like, dude, it's over. Like, honestly, like it's over. The market we're in is the market we're in. And we have to we have to pivot. We have to be Madonna. We have to recreate ourselves about every five to seven years in the mortgage business. You have to totally recreate yourself. And if you don't, then you won't. Someone else will. So, yep. like, stop holding your breath underwater, waiting, waiting for something to change back. It's not going to change back. Make the changes. Like, I always say, is this the best of times or the worst of times? And everybody's answer is, it's the worst of times. I'm, no, 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 no. This is the best of times. 
School just went back. This is the peak, right? There's two peaks in a year. I'm just telling you, there is. Right before people go out of school and right after they go back to school are the peaks in leads. I've tracked it for 27 years. I'm positive. So it's the best of times. So you got to right size and you got to right size right now. So for me, one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is justifying their staffing because of their loan type. So I'll give you an example. Well, jumbo loans are a lot more work. We need more staff. Well, FHA loans have co-borrowers. They're a lot more work and we need more staff. Well, conventional loans are a lot more competitive and we got to stay in more contact and we need more staff. Honestly, I'm sick of hearing it. Honestly. <laughs> so whatever your market is and whatever loans you do, yes, they're not easy. They're easy to do, in my opinion, but they're not easy to get. Like, I think loans are easy to do. I think they're the easiest they've ever been to do once you have them, but they're really hard to find and really hard to hold on to, but they're easy to do. So whose job is it to find them, Robin? Yours. The loan rep. The loan rep. The loan rep's job to find them. Whose job is it to hold on to them? Yes. The loan rep. Right? Yes. If you're delegating, finding them or holding on to them to your staff, you're just missing it. So take those things aside. How much staff do we need to close loans? And so I think the metric has changed over the years. The number that we usually use is three closings per full-time employee at a branch. That's not including docs and funding and underwriting. Three full-time employees at a branch. And honestly, Todd, I think that's the minimum. I really do. I think it's four. I'll settle for three, but I really believe it's four. And I think in a temporary period of time, you can get to five. But not for long. There'll be overtime. There'll be burnout. But I think the number is at a minimum three, and it really is four for profitability, closings per full-time employee. So some ideas, because I'm just going to talk about that one, then Robin can talk about teams and stuff. So some ideas moving forward in in our lives, like, we learned this from a, a sales manager of a builder account that I've, I've helped manage for over 12 years. Really good guy. Uh, just a really good guy. It has, and he's really simple uh, in terms of the way he communicates, which I love. I hate when people get complicated because then I get confused and I'm unsure of the message. And no matter what happens, he's like, focus forward. We're making a change in this subdivision. There's a new salesperson and everybody wants to do what? Talk about why the other person left and what happened and what they do wrong. He's like, hey, focus forward. The new salesperson's Robin. We have a new release coming out in two weeks. Jim, what are we doing to promote the new release? Like He's like, focus forward. And I just think focus forward is my mantra for this year, the rest of this year and next year. Focus forward. So focusing forward, how do we maintain three closings or four, in my opinion, closings per full-time employee? So some key things. Number one is share resources. So if you have loan loan partner, loan officer assistance, LOAs, we call them loan partners, you know, share them. Share them between two or three loan officers instead of each person having their own. Manage them. So if you're a branch manager, manage them for the loan reps. It's like this is what they do for you. 
If something's outside the box, come to me and I'll help you so you can stay focused on sales. Don't argue amongst yourselves of managing this shared resource. Use the branch manager and the ops manager to do this for you so you can focus forward on sales and relationships with referral partners. We gotta hit those numbers. Now here's why, if you're a loan rep listening to this by chance or a branch manager, here's why. My job is I have to reduce costs so that I can be more competitive so we don't lose loans to price. That's the why. We gotta be right-sized immediately and we have to be able to do pricing exceptions and have a price that's deliverable to market so that we can close loans for realtors, not lose them for price and maintain our, our relationships with our loan officers. I think it's the biggest focus period moving through the winter. I think it's everything. Um, and so, so I'm going to switch it up for Robin now and maybe Robin, if you want, or whatever you wanted to, but at some point we need to talk about the metrics on a team. Right. Um, but I just think as a branch manager moving forward, I got to make ugly decisions. I got to make ugly choices. And the reason I got to do it is because the loan officers that work for me, my job is to deliver them more income than they would make anywhere else and have the very best processing to the loans close on time and smooth. That's why people work for me, period. Amen. Period. Well, and Jim, it's a- Jim, just real quick, Robin, um, I want to make sure that people heard the metric correctly. So, Jim, <clears throat> does your three loans per body, does that include loan officers? So if a yeah, branch has three staff and seven loan officers. Everybody that works at the branch, regardless of their job title, that's a full-time employee. Receptionist, ops manager, branch manager, loan officer, loan loan officer assistant, uh, everybody that works at that branch is counted. Yeah, so I just wanted to clarify that. Now, one other thing that I want to, um, I got a call last week from a branch manager and he says, Todd, it's amazing. I did all the detailed math on what an employee cost and you're right. I said, what do you mean? He says, well, you're right. If you just take their salary and whatever bonuses they they receive, their income times that times 140 percent. That's what it really costs. And I said, yes, I've been doing this a while. So <laughs> an employee's pay is not just their physical pay, but the matching payroll taxes, the health benefits, the staplers that they use, the computer, the rent space. You can use that overhead metric of what someone makes times 140%. And that's how much that, so if I'm a, a, a processor makes six grand a month, they're costing you 10. So I just wanted to also say that because it's a very important when you talk about this subject. Uh, Robin, teams. So Rob, before, I, before I turn it over to Robin, there's yeah. one more cost, Todd. There's one more cost. And this is the one that people don't, that they overlook the most. When you have too much staff, and they have too much time, they will pick on each other like birds. Survival of the fittest. They will pick on each other just like birds, and the weakest one will get picked. Pick, 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 pick. And your culture, people are worried about right-sizing because they want to protect their culture, and it's honestly the opposite. 100%. I, I promise you that. Anyways, sorry, Robin, I didn't mean to jump in on you. No, I, I mean, I think you're 100% right. I think, one, as leaders, um, I, I was, I'll was i give you an example. I was talking to a branch manager the other day, and he said, well, this team that this loan officer has built, it's family. It's all family. Everybody's related somehow. 
Oh, like literally family? Like literally family. Oh. Very emotional. And I said, well, now it happens to be, you know, in, in student worlds, um, it can be, it, it can be a student. And this is actually previous. This isn't, this isn't right now, but this is previous, um, talking to people about right sizing when, when market shifts, because this isn't the only market shift we've all ever seen, right? This has happened before, even though it feels like this is the only time. And the loan officer that they're talking about literally has $300,000 to their name and is in the later years in their career. That's what I will say, the later years of their career. And they're willing to give up comp to keep all the family on. I will tell you, as a branch manager, you sign up to lead. Mm -hmm. Lead. And leadership means that you are giving people sound advice for their well-being as well, right? Their future, their growth, um, their finances. You know, Jim talks about, you know, loan officers making more money, but also saving more money and building wealth by being part of our organization. As a branch manager, you lead, and that means you lead in all areas of people's lives. And I think sometimes we think that leadership is caving to what they think they want. Mm -hmm. um, you wouldn't cave to what you think your kids want in that moment, right? You're, mm -hmm. You would you would really coach them and teach them what is the right thing. And I, I really believe in, in the metrics. So let's talk about the team metrics. Your typical LP1, and everyone has different definitions. If your LP1's primary job is to take care of leads on the front end alongside you, they generally can do somewhere between 50 and 65 leads a month all the way through disclosure all the way through disclosure. That's follow-up, helping write pre-approval letters, you know, phone calls, and even keeping you on track, although it's going to take some accountability from you if they're pushing those upper numbers. Um, so that's, that's your typical LP1. Now, an LP1 who's doing 30 leads a month can handle all your personal responsibilities as well that you might be giving to them. Calendars and gifting and thank you cards and different things that you're maybe assigning to them. This is lost. A lot of people think I need a personal assistant. I need an LP1 to handle the leads and they can't commingle. That is simply not true. And so that's a big, big miss. Marketing, open house flyers, all of that can be combined depending on that, on that lead run. When you go into the back end, if you are truly direct submit, which we would call somebody taking the file from disclosure or even disclosing the loan all the way to closing with constant communication, great execution. Basically, our rules are close on time with a five-star survey. Those are our rules, right? Close on time with a five-star su survey to make it super simple. They typically, depending on skill set, can do around 15 units consistently a month. And we have, depending, again, on skill set and capacity, file quality, all the way up into 20, 25 units a month without overtime. Without overtime, closing on time with a five-star survey. It, it reminds me of Quick Trip. Um, I went out to Missouri and I was at this gas station called the Quick Trip. And the Quick Trip, I walk in the door and there's a line to get in, you guys, and uh, to, to get into the parking lot. I pull in. I've never been there before. I've never been to Missouri. I get in line. There, I get a few bottles of water and I get in line. And there's probably, I'm probably 10 people back and partway down the aisle of this gas station supermarket. And I kid you not, it felt like 15 seconds and I was already at the register. And there was one woman working, one. And I thought, this is going to take forever. I'm going to be late. I remember vividly looking at my phone. 
she was working three registers at once, smiling the entire time. I'll get you over here. Oh, you're on the right. Hey, come on up here to the middle. Is this all you got? Okay, doing this. Here's 393 back at you. I hope you have a happy day. Like literally rhyming, counting back cash. It was insanity. I've never seen anything like it. And I thought to myself right now in our business, how many people think they're a one register job, right? You're your tunnel vision, your one register, your one LO, my, you know, I'm, I'm, that's the way I'm thinking Now these guys have trained people to, so I thought, oh, she just didn't have help. So I started to talk about it at a lunch and learn that day. And every realtor in the room says at this lunch and learn in Missouri, quick trip. That's what it's called. It's called a quick trip. They train everyone to work three registers, no additional cashiers all day long. And literally it's the most efficient quick trip that you have ever seen wow. in your life, which is why everybody goes there. You know, you know what I think of when you tell that story is you ever heard the expression, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. Like yep. if you have staff and you're overstaffed and they're not busy, they will tell you why they can't get to it right now because it becomes like a belief system. Whereas if you're a busy person and someone gives you one more thing to do, you do it right now because you don't have time in the future to do it. Like overtime's a habit, like working late's a habit, like being inefficient is a habit. And um, you can get so much more from your staff than you think. 100%. And they're happier, Todd. This is the part people miss. They're happier. They feel no. more secure. They feel like they're contributing more. And they're happier when you right size. Jimmy, I just wrote that down. Little, little Jim Reed nuggets, right? If you want something done, give it to a busy person. Yep. Guys, and I, when we say all these things, I, I want to be clear, we are not suggesting or telling you that these are easy decisions. No, we're in, we're in DEFCON one kind of mortgage business hell right now. It will change. It always does. But it's a it's a big one. It's a deep one. Right. So let's, let's, it was Tony Robbins say don't don't see life worse than it is. And don't see it better than it is be in the middle. This is being in the middle, like, hey, business is down 50%, 50% or more people are not going to be in the business and they they got to go, right? That doesn't mean it's an easy decision. Mm -hmm. I had a, um, laid off someone at our corporate office. I'm talking to my COO and um, this just happened to have a conversation and she said, um, this lady had lost her daughter, 13-year-old daughter to cancer two months prior. The company paid her some money and helped her with the funeral and all this stuff. Horrible situation. And then we had to lay her off. Oh, so we can, I, I felt so bad about it. I called her like a few weeks later. She found a better job. More pay at a job she said she enjoys more. And she wasn't being critical or she was very gracious, but things have a way of working out. Yeah. And it's sure. not your fault that, you know, all this crazy stuff happened, but we got to deal with it. So it's kind of like being um, a parent, Todd, you know, I worry about my kids so much. And my dad put his hand on my knee the other day. He goes, Jim, they'll find their way. Yeah. Like they I feel find their responsible, way. right? And he's like, once they turn 13, brother, it's not really up to you no more. They'll find their yep. way. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Yes. <laughs> so guys, if you're watching this and you're like, hey, I like that. Some of the funny people, I like those people. Maybe I should talk to them. I don't want to. The truth is 50% of loan officers will be out of the business over the next six months and 50% of the companies. 
That's just the truth. That's what happens during these times. So if you don't think you're with a really solid, well-capitalized, well-run company, call us and have a conversation because I talked to someone yesterday, their company shut down and he's got to make a decision like in 24 hours. And I was like, dude, you better make the right decision because if you Uh make the wrong one and now your company shut down, then you went to a company that sold you a bag of goods and you didn't, you took you three months to figure out they can't close loans, then you're out of the business. You don't, this person doesn't have a lot of savings. I said, you don't have them. You can't just wait and not close loans. Yeah, it's one of those orange smocks. Let's say Home Depot right here. Home Depot. Go to Home Depot. And guys, it's just a you, you gotta you gotta think ahead. You gotta be strategic about hey, what are the strong the strong companies will survive? The well capitalized companies will survive. The companies with no debt will survive. The companies that have sales training and coaching will survive. That's the kind of stuff that you should be looking for. Okay. So with that said, if you're interested, call us, respond to whoever sent you this, and say hey, I want I need to get on someone's calendar. I, I'm I need to have a conversation, right? That's smart. Don't be embarrassed to do that and show self-leadership through that process, okay? Okay, guys, we got to go. Have a great month and go sell some loans. Bye, guys. Have a great month. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Jim. If you liked this episode of the Be Your Best series with Todd Screema, make sure to register for new episode notifications at www.beyourbestseries.com. And don't forget to leave a five-star review and share this series with someone you want to be their best. Send an email with any questions or comments to beyourbest at summitfunding.net. Summit Funding, Inc., NMLS ID 3199, Equal Housing Opportunity, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.